And welcome. The All Whites pull a trick on Mick. Ireland's manager goes through his DVDs, VHSs, USBs. He still can't find any match footage of New Zealand. In the words of Pep Guardiola, thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us today. Lining up for TVNZ Football Club is Victor Waters, Jack Mabir and Simon Plum. Mick McCarthy, he's had a look through the All Whites tips. He can't find any. Yeah, well, this is a similar problem to what we've been finding over the past 18 months as well, isn't it? I mean, there, has, there hasn't really been hide nor hair of the all-whites mm. recently, so I'm not surprised. And to be honest, um, you know, the all-whites themselves are going to be a bit of a surprise package anyway. They probably don't really know what they're going to be like when they take the pitch. Mm. At first I was wondering, is this just a classic old man who can't work the internet and has been looking on YouTube? But <laughs> there, there hasn't been any game since June last year. Yeah, it's extraordinary. As, as Mick said, I can't do the voice as well as you, so I won't try. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Even the analysts haven't been able to find anything. So there is definitely an, an element of surprise element about this. And mm. strangely enough, this could actually be the All-White's uh, secret um, weapon, if you like. Yeah, so it's going to be 525 days on Friday. It's extraordinary, isn't it? That since the last time, which was a 2-1 win over India, I believe. Correct. Um, but it was a very young All-White squad. It, it was. basically an All-White's B squad. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And also, you know, this could be a little... and We could be seeing maybe a little bit of a positive result here for the All-White's. Remember, Ireland have a Euro qualifier a few days later against Denmark. That's crucial for them. So, you know, the All-Whites, you know, might be wanting to throw the ball around a bit, test a few things out. Chris Wood might be on the score sheet and against his former manager. So, yeah, he, he was pr probably the only player that he's really familiar yeah. with, Mick McCarthy. He went on loan to Ipswich Town four years ago. I don't think he scored for them, but he's, he's celebrating a big week. Got a, a new contract with Burnley, which mm. we can only assume is going to be fairly lucrative as well. Yeah, you would have thought. I mean, that would put him in the kind of top echelon of uh, Premier League earners, I would have thought, the top half. Um, he was for a striker. He was on reportedly £35,000 a week when he first signed for them. Uh, and now as a striker who scores goals for an established yeah. Premier League team, that's mm. worth a lot of money. 35000 a week seems quite cheap, weirdly, for uh, mm. a, you know, a proven does, goal yeah. scorer in the Premier League these days, doesn't it? I mean, mm. you'd have thought he must be looking well, that, at double that potentially. Because yeah. Absolutely. He'd be quite uh, sought after, I'd have thought, by other teams as well in the league because mm. of his, uh, his calibre and his pedigree. Yeah. Um, you know, he could command quite a high wage. And if you just look back at sorry, where he's come to be here, he had a spell at West Brom, he went to Leeds, went to Ipswich on loan. He's sort of found himself a nice we niche now there and he's partnering yeah. Ashley Barnes up front which is actually very unusual to have two strikers in a yeah. Premier League team these days. It is, yeah. It's really blossomed the last mm. couple of seasons, Chris Ward. I mean, he, as you mentioned, he kind of pinged around for a while. Um, did, a, did pretty well for the All-Whites, probably one of our best players, but last <coughs> season particularly, he really helped Burnley in that quite frankly stunning season that they had with European qualification. And he's just he's kicked on from there. And 25 goals, 72 games. He's got five this season against... Uh, he's also had another goal against West Ham, who he loves playing mm. against. Um, that, that was almost the perfect way to cap off the week, really. Yeah, I've really liked sort of how Woods blossomed over these past few years. I think he's shown a real versatility. He can be a one-man, you know, spearhead and attack, but then he can also play with Barnes and combine with Barnes. That relationship up front with Barnes has really mm. flourished. Well, they both celebrated their new contracts by scoring against that's, West Ham. That's right. So, look, it's been a really positive past few years. And remember, we were looking at those photos at Leicester when Chris Wood was at Leicester and he had the likes of Jamie Vardy and um, Harry, Harry Kane. Kane. It's extraordinary because yeah. when yes. he was at Leicester, he, I think he was playing in the team ahead of Vardy and Kane. So he's actually played with guys. The, yeah. the trajectory that their careers have yeah. gone on have been slightly different, but yeah. he's, he's been around those top dogs for a long time. And 
I almost feel like New Zealand never gives him the credit that he deserves because to be competing at that level, scoring consistently, is just an extraordinary feat. Mm. Absolutely, and I think yeah, he's, he's one of these very physical forwards, isn't he? Which, yeah. which hasn't been necessarily the, the fashion in, in the Premier League of, of recent mm. years, but um, he mixes that with a good bit of technicality as well, good skills. Um, and, you know, he is you know, a, a really dangerous weapon for any team, really, I think. It would be so nice if he could uh, get off the market for the All-Whites again. Um, it is, like you say, going to be uh, the first time in a long, long time that they've played. I feel like they can get a result against Ireland. The result really is not going to be... I don't think Danny Hay is going to care about it, no. to be honest. But Ireland aren't the force that they used to be. They've got pretty young players now. I think we just need to be a bit careful about, you know expectations here guys <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, you know? absolutely. yeah. <laughs> I mean I would be surprised if they were to to, to say win against Ireland I mean oh, Lith no. Lith Lithuania might be a more realistic I think a draw, option, a draw but, would be a good result but, but I'm I think, getting some goals yeah I think for the team just getting together and having a game yes is a, exactly. is a good result exactly. really yeah I mean, I mean that's a good point you've got <laughs> to walk before you can run yeah I don't, I don't think we should get fixated <laughs> with the scoreline too much yeah but, but I mean I think Ireland although they're not the team they, they have been in previous years I think they're still kind of hovering around the mid-30s in the FIFA rankings for, for how much stock mm -hmm. you put in there but they're still a, a quality side. They've got a lot of depth. Um, they've got players playing in big leagues all over the world. You'd fancy them against the All-Whites. I mean, there's a gulf between them in the rankings, mm. but as you say, a draw would be good. Is it just me or is, when I see Mick McCarthy coaching Ireland, I just all I can think about is him and Roy Keane having a bust-up in Saipan. It seems like that, that's <laughs> like his defining moment in an Ireland <laughs> managerial position. No, indeed. Yeah, yeah. yeah and that, now he's back again, you know, and where's, where's Keane <laughs> well, I think Kino's just slinging mud, isn't he? Everywhere he goes, it's yeah. great. It's fantastic. It is. It is. Uh, the Forest legend had definitely uh, come off the better. They should it? get him in as a pundit, really, for the for the match. Absolutely. Though, but I do have yeah. to say, there's a lot of excitement about this All-Whites team. Seeing Sapreet Singh combined with Chris Wood, we've got Ryan Thomas back. Attacking-wise, it's going to be a very, very exciting team. I'm very excited to see what Danny mm -hmm. Hay can do. I also of... wonder how they're going to manage Winston Reid as well, whether he'll start in this, with, and whether who he'll even play That's for the other one as well, because he's come back from injury. That is potentially, mm. if you're a West Ham, fan you're probably thinking just don't get injured again yeah I mean he'll be lacking match fitness for for sure uh, after a couple of years but will he start will he come on remains to be seen but yeah he could even get the mm. band as you say Victor I don't think they need to risk him really do no. they I mean these no. are two friendly games and it's more about getting the squad together and his presence in the squad yeah. is is quite important as an experienced player and it sounds like they're going to have probably close to two different 11s between yeah. the yeah. two games as well I think it's about trying to get everyone involved in everyone a game as well yeah and I think it's an exciting looking squad isn't it there's a good mix of experience mm. and youth in there and, and a few guys that really want to prove something as well so yeah. you know the first opportunity to impress Danny Hay I think mm. there could be some you know interesting standout performances mm. from the lads there. Okay we'll take a break now after this we're going to have a look at the big match from the weekend Pep goes pop he's not very happy Well, Liverpool struck a potentially decisive blow in the title race, 3-1. I did say last week I wouldn't be surprised if they ran away with it. And um, it was actually lived up to the hype, this one, for a change. Yeah, absolutely. I, Man, Man City's um, curse at Anfield continues. I didn't think City played that badly, but Liverpool this season have just been relentless. All they do is win. All they do is attack, 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 helter-skelter football. And they, you know, they got some great goals in. That Fabinho goal, that strike was sensational. Yeah, did score some, some wonderful goals. Um, they seem to be way more clinical than City. It was quite mm. unusual to see mm. a City attack with Aguero and yeah. Sterling 
and they kind of missed a lot of really good opportunities to put I have said it. this before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't they, score enough goals. They don't. For the, for yeah. the amount they dominate games, yeah. for the chances they create, they're, they're not that efficient in front of goal and it massively cost them. Because Sterling was actually terrific, wasn't he? He created so yeah. many chances despite getting booted as old club. He was, he was on fine form and he caused Trenty all sorts of problems. Yeah, he had the, he had the, uh, the run on him a little bit a few times there and there was a bit of kind of uh, pushing and shoving going on mm. as well which was uh, nice to see, obviously spilled over into the England camp as well. Yeah, whoops. <laughs> yeah, so um, Sterling yeah. and Gomez have continued their little bust-up over, yeah. the, over to the England camp. Well, it sounds like he got upset about some social media posts or something. There was a photo doing the rounds of Gomez sort yes. of looming over him. Yeah, I think from what I understand, Sterling's been quite sensitive about the physical mm. sort of altercations that they had on the pitch. And then in the England camp, I think Sterling was sitting down, Gomez comes over to him and gives him a jovial sort of handshake. And Sterling took exception to it and got him by the throat. And evidently, Gomez has a scratch on his face. Oh dear! Being... Wow. Just a little bit of trolling and then uh, light yeah. the fuse. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, I mean, he's always had a hard time, Sterling, when he comes to Anfield yeah. from the fans. But yeah. I think that actually translated onto the pitch this time as well, which obviously the fans would have loved as well. And uh, yeah, he, obviously he didn't love it so much. This oh, time. It's sensational! I love <laughs> it. He actually had quite a good game against Trent Alexander-Arnold, who could be a doubt for uh, the games coming up with the hand injuries that he's picking up, all the balls that have been striking him there. <laughs> Should have been a penalty to the first one. Yeah, undoubtedly. Yeah. Clear pen. I mean, they've, to be fair, they've ruined the handball law um, pre season by saying, you know, what's in natural position, what's unnatural. Yeah. The arm was clearly out. Had the arm not been there, the ball was going through to Sterling, who's probably going to tuck it away. Same sequence of play. Yeah. Liverpool then break. Two brilliant passes and, and score. And yeah, I mean, I've heard a lot of analysis of this, uh, <laughs> this, this incident over the past few days. Um, well, apparently, uh, if, if Sterling had scored, mm. the goal would have been ruled out mm. because of Bernardo's handball in right. the lead-up to that. Yes. Um, yes. And then there's a, another rule about if it ricochets off a player's hand and then hits that, another, th- yeah. that player's hand, then it's not handball. Now, there's something problematic about these new handball rules because, obviously, in the lead-up to a goal, the ball cannot hit a player's hand in an attacking, in a defending yeah. sense. So, a player can be a defender and stop the ball with his hand, but if you're attacking, score a mm. goal with your hand, accidentally or not, it gets counted away. So, these sort of levelling of rules yeah. are not exactly... Yeah, it is, it's confusing, isn't it? And the fact that there's been a lot of explanation and a lot of people trying to explain <laughs> why or why it wasn't a handball yes. over the past few so days proves that it's not really a very good rule. I'm not sure, though, that we've actually got a definitive answer from you that <laughs> yeah. day. Was it a penalty? <laughs> look, I think most Liverpool fans will... Uh, Except if they, if they look inside themselves... Is this a no? <laughs> <laughs> if they look inside themselves, they'll say, well, we probably got away with one there, to be honest. But, but it's, it's, it's just like last season. Yeah, yeah. Small margins. You know, remember Sadio Mane's no goal uh, you know, 11 millimetres or something That's like right, that. That's right, yeah. Yeah, well, that wasn't a goal, was it? Fine <laughs> <laughs> margin. Well, this and, wasn't a handball. And thank, go- thank goodness it, it wasn't a handball because the Fabinho strike was... Outrageous. Delicious. Oh, it's just so nice. It just, yeah. it's, you could watch that for days. It just keeps going into the net, doesn't it? Oh. Yeah. Um, the, the Bravo didn't really look like he was particularly fast <laughs> off his line, though. He was kind of... God. He, he didn't look... Poor. At, yeah. Edison mm. obviously gives them a lot more confidence in goal. 
Um, and he seemed a bit just slow, a bit off the pace, yeah. Yeah, but that f the first one, he's not going to save that. I don't think Edison would have done any better with that. Well, he's near post, and he was kind of near it, so mm -hmm. I don't know. But he was unsighted. You're taking quality away from I know, it was oh, a lovely strike, on, yeah. to be honest. Uh, you know, we haven't even talked about Pep yeah. yet. Um, oh. Pep, going absolutely bonkers. Uh, first of all, telling everyone how many handballs there'd been <laughs> in the game. <laughs> sort of going... It's like charades, wasn't it? Uh, it was like this. It was. Uh, two, <laughs> two words, handball, two times. Um, went ballistic there, and then after the game, very, very sarcastically shook the ref his hands and quite aggressively actually yeah. mm. you'd imagine if someone did that to you you'd be uh, a little bit fired up yeah the ref was a bit uh, taken back he was definitely not going to fuel that fire or fire back at all but he, he it was under his skin totally pep this is pep under pressure and he's not that used to it to be honest and he doesn't like playing against Jurgen Klopp's teams does he he's got yeah. a bad record against Kloppo mm. yeah I mean I've heard people describe his uh, behavior as sort of Basil Faulty-esque <laughs> you know kind of like physical comedy <laughs> at the end of the uh, end of the match but he's trying to find ways to Criticise the referee without getting in trouble. Oh, he loves that. Well, yeah, yeah. That's a standard line. I'm not going to talk about the referees, but yeah, yeah. He is but you can see my behaviour is you know, grumpy man. And the whole I'm not going to I'm not going to incur the fine, but I'll say ask the referees, ask the referees, and then they asked him about what the handshake was about, and he said, yeah. no, I was congratulating them. I'm yeah. so polite. He denied, <laughs> denied being sarcastic yeah. when blatantly he was being sarcastic. It was, and it, um, yeah, and as he walked away from the interview, he was like, see, I didn't say anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> there have been some, some talks, suggestions that this is entering the, the final phase of Pep. Because if you look at the, the teams, he's not, not, not as a person, as a manager of Manchester City, I should say. He's not, he's not ill or anything like that. Um, the clubs that he's managed, he goes through the sort of three stages when he doesn't stay there for very long as well. Are we going to see the end of Pep at Man City, do we think? I mean, it's a possibility. He certainly, I remember at his time at Barcelona, he felt like he had burnt himself out. Achieved everything he could achieve. Emotionally, physically, he just couldn't get anything more out of the players. And I think it was a similar story at Bayern. You have to remember, he is obsessed with football. He will call players in the middle of the night to Does talk he? tactics. That's, I remember there was a situation... That seems like bad management, waking up a player. Does, well, yeah. But he's just, he's such a just, he just controls every little aspect of the team, their diet, you know, their sleep hours, you know, what they eat, how they eat, have their own professional chefs, everything, every little detail is managed by him. And I think for the players, they probably get burnt out by that, that intensity that he has all the time. And maybe players aren't, you know, he's not, players aren't reacting to that at the moment. Is it too early in the season to say this is, this is City unable to claw back what is quite a big gap now? Mm -hmm. Nearly, I think. I don't, I think, I don't think he could rule them out. But there's, there's so much of the season left that, you know, yeah. Liverpool could stumble. We've seen it all before. I think with Pep, he's... <laughs> 30 <laughs> years. 30 years. No secret. I think with Pep, he's now looking at a team where he's got zero defence. Um, Injuries if, as well. Yeah, if they have a season where they don't win the Premier League and then don't win the European Cup again, that would be seen as a massive failure and, and regression. Mm. But I don't think there's anyone that could step in there necessarily and manage that team as well as Pep could, you know? No, so, no, no. You know, I think... That might save his bacon a little And bit. I think, you know, you had to be... At the start, when he first started, he didn't quite have the players he wanted to play the way he did. Now he does, but it's just not sort of... I think he's not very compromising. He's, he's very much, I'm going to stick to the way I know how to play. And it's served and him well in the past. It has it? served him well, but I think when you find situations like the Liverpool game where you go, look, what I'm doing is not working, I need to figure something else out. And saying that, if the penalties were given... Maybe that changes things. But There's a little bit of time to do that. He could possibly figure it out before then. That is going to be us for this week. Remember, you can find us at One News Now or on Facebook and YouTube. The podcast is on all the usual places. Just search TVNZ Football Club. We'll see you next week.